Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. What do you mean you need a snow day? If anything, we need a little break, and I didn't think I'd ever catch myself saying that, but man, did we get walloped this week. As we head into our snow day segment, I guess we should remind everybody that we're recording the program as we always do on Thursday. And so as I'm sitting with a nice blue sky, sunny day on the backside of that giant storm, the mountains are still socked in this morning, and there's probably more snow falling for that reason, we wanted to check in with Travis Holland up at Solitude. We've been trying to connect for a while, Travis. I'm glad we uh, finally made it today. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Tim? Thanks for having me. <laughs> how's it going? It's going great. Some of the videos that have been posted uh, post-storm uh, from that one that came through on Wednesday. My goodness, uh, it's snorkel deep out there. Yeah, it absolutely is. We're at 38 inches over the last two days. These have been some of the deepest conditions I've ever seen. It's been phenomenal. How long have you been at Solitude? This has been my first year out here, and honestly, I moved out here because I heard about, you know, Utah having the greatest snow on earth, and it has truly lived up to the hype this year. <laughs> all right, so maybe you should take credit for all of this since you're the new thing. Uh, Happy to, yeah. <laughs> up the canyon. Um, what kind of challenges, if you can tell me, what kind of challenges does a dump like this pose to your mountain crew? You know, we've got a great snow removal team, and they're, you know, they're up here to get the snow plowed and get the operations up and running, get the parking lot open for people. You know, we're in one of the snowiest regions in the country. So this is a ton of snow, but we're always ready for it. We're ready for more, too. Yeah, and it sounds like we're going to get more. There's a repeat performance coming on Sunday and Tuesday uh, with some sunny uh, days in between, which are going to be massive for uh, getting up the canyons and enjoying all of this new snowfall. I got a, a uh, press release from you guys a couple of days ago about some mid-season deals. Can we run through some of those? Yeah, go ahead. Well, and I don't have the list in front of me, but I knew there were some discounts on some ticket prices from here on through the end of the season, which who knows when that's going to come uh, for especially Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. Yeah, if you're local and you're able to ski midweek, that's going to be the time to get up here. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, even great deals on Thursday. Tickets as low as 120 right now at SolitudeMountain.com. Um, oh, I, I know what I was uh, looking at here. No, that's an old press release. I'm sorry. Uh, it's talking about opening day, so I grabbed the wrong release. Uh, but that does bode well for all kinds of uh, great things coming for the rest of the season. Are there, Is there some chatter in the back room you can share with us about when closing dates might come? Is there a talk of maybe extending the season? There has been, definitely. You know, when we kicked the season off, our goal was to go into May. And, you know, that was a pretty big goal. 
But with the way the snow has been falling this year, we're feeling really good about making it into May. Yeah, and I think skiers are looking forward to extending the season. Of course, that's always going to be always going to be the case. Uh, they'll look for any patch of white stuff they can find to uh, just get their boards uh, strapped on. All right, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and this came up about a month ago, actually, when a friend of ours uh, invited us to go up, and we were out of town, but uh, was making a romantic night of it at the uh, Yurt Experience. I wrote an article for KSL.com a few days ago because some people, not everybody's a skier, and we understand that, but uh, and they'll grumble a little bit at the snowfall. But I hopefully encourage people to embrace the snow by finding things to enjoy outdoors. And one of the simplest things I could think of is either cross-country skiing or snowshoeing, and you have a fantastic uh, opportunity for a night out to make a memory that people will remember for a lifetime. Oh, absolutely. There's really nothing like doing dinner at the yurt. It starts off with that moonlit snowshoe tour up to the yurt. It's a quick walk, five, ten minutes, but, I mean, it's just breathtaking. And then, you know, you get in, you get warm. It's a big communal. You get to meet everybody. The staff's great. And then the dining is just, it's on another level. There's really nothing else like it here in Utah. Do you have a really e- special experience. Do you have an example of what's on the menu there, or do you know right off the top of your head? You know, it really varies from day to day. It's going to be a multi-course meal. You can get a glimpse of the menu when you make your reservation, which is important because reservations are required. But it really comes down to what, you know, the freshest ingredients our chefs are going to be able to source that night. It's just really unforgettable. Is there a certain meeting time on the snowshoes? And I'm going to guess you supply the snowshoes, too, for people that don't have them. But is there a meeting time and place, and then you're guided uh, to the yurt? There is, yes. You'll meet at the village. We'll get you set up with your snowshoes around 5 o'clock near the Powderhorn Clock Tower, and then you head up with that guided snowshoe tour. How long is the whole experience? Ooh, you know, because it's a multi-course meal, it is a pretty long experience. I would say budget around three hours because it is quite an experience. Okay. Uh, and I was just trying to give a ballpark for people that want to plan their evening. Here's the other side of that. If, if it's going to be a late night, and I don't know what time it starts, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and you end up going till 10, another great reason or excuse, really, to stay there at uh, the base of uh, Solitude that, it, it, to me, is just like being dropped into a European village somewhere, uh, would be to stay the night and make a full weekend of it. Oh, that's 100% the best way to do it. And right now, we actually have a lodging package uh, for guests who book lodging at the village Wednesday, Thursday, or Sunday night. They'll save 10% on lodging and 20% at the yurt. And really, after dinner at the yurt, staying here at Solitude is the best way to do it. You go, you eat, you drink, you be merry. You swing back, you've got a room waiting for you, you sleep off that food coma, and then you get out on the hill the next morning. In our exchanges of emails in trying to coordinate schedules here, you were mentioning that food on the mountain's been a big hit this year. Oh, absolutely. You know, our executive chef, Tara Jerome, has just outdone herself this year. Is there new uh, – I'm trying to remember the last time we had a conversation about um, new food opportunities on the mountain. Seems like there was one. Yeah, we've got a couple new additions this year. We added a noodle bar to the upper level of Last Chance Lodge, and honestly, that's probably been my favorite. I've been eating there once or twice a week. It is phenomenal. A couple different menu options. The pork tonkatsu is just killer. They've got a great veggie option, too. And, you know, going back to the yurt, we actually added a really nice lunch option to the yurt as well. No reservations required. You can ski down to it, or if you're staying in the village and you're not skiing that day, you can snowshoe up to it, 
really fun experience. Go grab lunch. It's a different menu, but it's still just really nice. I can't let you go without uh, just mentioning that Solitude has always been famous for their uh, Nordic Center and one of the best places, I think, anywhere in northern Utah to do a little cross country. Oh, absolutely. 19 kilometers of trails. There's just so much to explore, whether you're a local and you're looking to get up and get some exercise or you're trying something new while you're visiting. It's just such a sweet way to explore the area. Anything we need to uh, make sure we, you know, tip people on uh, getting the parking up there? You know, the most important thing this year is all been about carpooling. Any chance you can do to grab another person and get them in your car, Parking rates are cheaper when you carpool. It also just leaves more space available for other skiers who are coming up that day. Visit Salt Lake uh, partnered up with the Canyon Resorts this year and launched the Cottonwood Connect. It's a great way to get up the mountain if you don't have a ride. You can reserve a ride round trip for 10 bucks. Really great deal. And remind me, uh, reservations for parking or no? No reservations for parking. It is first come, first served, but rates are going to be based on vehicle occupancy. So the more people you have in your car, the cheaper it'll be. If you have four or more, it's going to be free every day. Three or more will be free every Monday through Thursday. Well, I just look at this day out the window here, and again, we're recording on Thursday, but uh, look at that blue sky, sunshine, and all the snow on the ground. It really does make for uh, a perfect winter picture and a great opportunity to get out and enjoy. Travis, thanks as always. Tell people where to find information online. SolitudeMountain.com. Thanks for having me, Tim. Thanks, Travis. We'll uh, look to connect again sometime soon. Stay with me. When we come back, all this snow does lead to uh, some worries about avalanches. Craig Gordon from the Utah Avalanche Center joins me next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. After the big dump midweek, boy, do we need this, uh, an avalanche report that we try to get to every week, although I haven't been very good at it because our schedules haven't <laughs> matched up very well. But whenever we do it, of course, we rely on Craig Gordon from the Utah Avalanche Center. You've been around this game a long time, Craig. It's, it's been a while since we've had a dump like that one. Oh, man, it has been a minute or two, hasn't it? It's unreal how this season is materializing. You know, as far as snow and water numbers are concerned, it's very reminiscent of the 2010-2011 season. And, uh, man, we are off to a banner start, hitting our stride here in the latter part of February. And, Tim, that midweek storm, you know, really kind of uh, materialized and gelled together on Tuesday 
anywhere from two to four feet of snow yeah. for our mountains. It's really amazing, my friend. Yeah, and then we had winds associated with it, which I've learned through the years with you know your leadership uh, that that's one of the bigger concerns when it comes to avalanches. I did hear that we had uh, several, maybe more than that, uh, human-triggered avalanches in the 24 to 48 hours following. Yeah, you got it. So, you know, wind is always the big game changer uh, in the avalanche world. And when you combine wind and then snow available for transport, that means that the snow hasn't been baked in by the sun or uh, patted down by the wind. Snow available for transport, it's going to take the snow from the windward side of the mountain and deliver it on the leeward side of the mountain. That is going to create fresh wind drifts. Those are going to be sensitive to the weight of a rider, whether we're a skier or a boarder or a snowmobile or a snowshoer, even somebody out for a trail run or, um, you know, a family picnic. The, the crazy thing is right now, Tim, is that I had nearly as much fresh snow in my front yard in Cottonwood Heights <laughs> as some of the resorts. I know. You know? So it, it's just it's unreal. But you know what, what this means for us, Tim, is that. What's unusual is we've got snow tip to tail, and so that means it's up on our ridgetops, it's at our mid-elevations, it's in our mountain valleys as well, and now it's got this uh, urban mountain interface, so, you know, there's snow in the foothills, you could certainly trigger a shallow avalanche, um, you know, above any of of our homes, so uh, you definitely want to be armed with the latest avalanche forecast for the zone that you plan to recreate in. And the thing here, Tim, is that it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, we've got everybody's back covered if they just visit us at utahavalanchecenter.org. Yeah, so what are you telling them for the weekend? Because uh, for many who had to work during the week and maybe even had a day off because of that storm, they're going to be looking to get out and play with a little bit of sunshine. But that's your usually your biggest worry. Yeah, exactly. So it's not so much the sun that changes the avalanche danger. It's the sun that changes the way we perceive the danger. So here's what we're looking at going into the weekend. I think a lot of these fresh wind drifts that were so sensitive to the additional weight of a human trigger, those are going to start to subside. Those are going to start to mellow out where we're going to see most of our issues are in the upper elevation um, leeward slopes. Those are going to be the steep slopes facing the north half of the compass. Doesn't mean we can't go out and enjoy the greatest snow on earth. As a matter of fact, we can have a blast this weekend. Maybe tone our objectives down a little bit and look for clues to unstable snow. That's going to be cracking, um, shooting cracks out in front of our skis or board or snowmobile or snowshoes. And maybe pump the brakes on your objectives if you see those big clues. Remember, the biggest clue to unstable snow is recent avalanches. So if you're seeing slides on the same kinds of slopes you want to ride on, they're facing the same way, same elevation, um, same slope angle. That is Mother Nature's biggest freebie. Yeah. All right. And as always, if they want information before they go, which we always encourage, they just need to find you online. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just uh, click that mouse on utahavalanchecenter.org. We got your back, your one-stop shop for all things avalanche. Thanks for always keeping us safe out there, Craig. Have a good weekend. Thanks, buddy.
You bet. Talk to you next week. That's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, Don't go away. We'll turn it over to the uh, Greenhouse Show. Todd and Maria will be with you till 11 this morning. Again, a reminder, it's senior night for BYU basketball, men's basketball team. They'll be uh, pregame at 7. They're taking on the San Francisco Dons. We'll have the tip for you at 8 here on the home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio. And I'll see you back here Monday morning starting at 5 with Amanda Dixon for more of Utah's Morning News. Have a great weekend. friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.